and welcome to Tech Talks. Today on the show, we've got the lovely Keith and Jenny from Tech. Keith is our founder and Jenny is our wonderful project manager. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Lovely to have you, Keith. So, Keith, you are the founder of Tech. So over to you. How did it start? Where did it start? Well, Tech actually came out of another business that I ran. Um, and where it started from was um, helping startups to create businesses. I was getting a lot of uh, people that were getting in touch and saying, how did I start out my business? Mm-hmm. Um, so that started around about 2009, uh, but I didn't do anything with it because uh, I had another business, which was mm-hmm. a full marketing agency. Around about 2016, um, no, sorry, around about 2013, uh, I met a guy called Stuart McLennan, and Stuart and I co-founded uh, Company and Entrepreneurs. Stuart went on to do other things with Cows and Co, and I took over uh, the run of Company and Entrepreneurs. It was probably then that we realised that it wasn't just going to be based in Cumbria because we were getting a lot of interest from outside of what we were doing. So, in conjunction with our marketing guy Colin, uh, we changed it to Tech Colin's idea, uh, the Entrepreneurs Group. And now it's called Tech, which was a wonderful piece of marketing by Colin. Um, so Tech actually started helping small businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we quickly moved into um, corporate. Uh, so now Tech pretty much concentrates on, on corporate clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so during lockdown, um, I had the idea that I was out walking, I had the idea uh, of how we could regenerate retail, or what I thought we could do to regenerate retail. Um, so I, I sort of explored the idea. Then I met the wonderful Jenny, who was working for the council at the time, explained my idea to Jenny. Jenny was then r- running the market on behalf of the council. Um, we got together uh, and, and Tech Retail was born. We, we were both thinking along the same lines. Um, and then Jenny came on board as, as project manager and it's it's just gone from strength to strength under Jenny. Because we all know that since the pandemic, the high street has took a hit, big style. Yeah. And I think we can all say of a certain age here that we were, I can remember as a little girl going to one shop for one thing, going to the greengrocers, going to the fishmongers, going to the butchers. And then the superstars came along and it's kind of like, well, there's everything under one roof now. We don't need all this. And I remember having a conversation with someone and saying, I reckon this is going to evolve back to what it used to be when I was little. And I know that that's kind of your guys' passion as well. And it's we're using, very, very lucky to be in this part of the world where we've got independent businesses, but we just need that boost and that, shop front to advertise who we are, what we are, and what we're capable of, because we're not all about nuclear. For you guys listening around the world, West Cumbria is very much focused um, on the nuclear industry. However, there's so much more to us. You know, we've got, we're on the precipice of the Lake District, such a beautiful place in the world. And we've got so many more businesses that are, are here and got something really powerful to give. And I know, Jenny, this is where you fly the flag for independents and small micro-businesses, CICs across the, the county and beyond. So how did you get involved? Well, 
Um, so I'm 52. Um, I started my first business when I was 14, recycling plastic from my dad's yard. I just came up with an idea and thought, oh, I kind of like this. But I was lucky that I had parents, grandparents and great-grandparents that had their own businesses. So if I wanted to start my own business, I had a mentor straight away. But I also, I was at school and there was a lot of people that thought starting their own business was not possible at all. My great-grandmother started her business, a greengrocer's on a market store in Whitehaven. She then bought the shop, and it's now Kinsella's shop. It's in its fourth generation um, with Kim and um, her sisters, which is absolutely phenomenal. And what I want to be able to do is inspire people to start businesses because there isn't very little mentorship out there to start your own business. But we break it down right to the beginning. So you can come to us with a start idea. I've got a really good idea. How do I progress it and make it sustainable? Because anybody can start a business, but how do you make it sustainable so you can pay yourself? Because running a business, one of the, the bits of advice when I went to my dad and said, I want to start my own business, he went, oh, no, go and work for somebody else. When you start your own business, you get paid last. And I thought, yeah, but I'm in control, you know, I'm going to be the leader. And it was really exciting, but he was right. When you have your own business, everybody gets paid before you do. And there's a lot of stress with that. But do you know what? There's a lot of enjoyment watching it grow. And one of the things that when I'm talking to startups, you don't learn from success. You actually learn from failure. Yeah. You learn that, do you know what? I'm not going to do that again. So that takes me to, um, I've worked in hospitality for 30 years. Uh, I've got my own businesses. I've been lucky. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been hard in the pandemic in my hospitality business. So the council, um, Copeland Council, asked me to come in and give business support and help them get the grants out, do shop local campaigns, um, and start something called an entrepreneur's market. So in Whitehaven, you know, Whitehaven was born on markets, but we kind of lost our footing with that. So what we wanted to create, and, and this is how I met Keith, was actually just um, on a Beck BC meeting, wasn't it? It was. And I was doing a presentation about our aspirations around supporting young entrepreneurs and that we wanted to set up a free market we wanted to give them a small grant to get them started to give them mentorship that one day potentially they could go into their own commercial space Keith saw um, luckily he saw what the I was potential. wanting to do <laughs> and it aligned with his retail enterprise hub and also on the call was somebody called uh, Martin Lawrence from Metalcraft he, they ha, have a contract with Sellafield. Keith came to me after the meeting and said, you know, your idea kind of links in with my idea. And then Martin came and said, we can fund that. So we can fund the market. So the Metalcraft give us £30,000 a year to be able to run our free markets. Brilliant. Which is, if it wasn't for them and it wasn't for Keith, we wouldn't be able to progress like we have to the stage that we have. And I think that's important an important note to highlight is where we are in the world, there's a real strong sense of community and I've visited the markets and they're absolutely fantastic and it's great to see young entrepreneurs. Our youngest's 14 and he's got a hell of a turnover. <laughs> Seeing these people grow and evolve, uh, it is Darwinism at its best, the evolution of like watching something grow organically. 
I just wish it had been around 15, 20 years ago when I started because I'd have loved a mentor. I've, as we all probably do, we've had them in different guises, I guess, but it's that, oh, it would have been really good to just pick up the phone or email and go, Rich, can I run this by you? Jenny, can we run, you know, and have that reassurance. And I think, because Teg's multifaceted, there's different arms to this. And this is what I want to drill down into a bit more because we've got Teg Retail, we've got Teg Virtual, and we've got well, these other ones. Teg Startup, thank yeah. you for reminding and me. Teg <laughs> Market. And Teg Market. Market. And, yeah. and recently, Teg Shop Local. Yeah. So this, this business is growing and it's grown quite rapidly at the moment. So let's discuss the little different elements. Let's start with Shop Local because that's the newest thing that we're going to be working on. Yeah. So, so recently, uh, well, in the past, I've done Shop Local campaigns and really enjoyed them. Um, and I think, you know, even the government doesn't see the importance in encouraging people to shop local, but most importantly, supporting the independent businesses on our high street. So what we do with Shop Local is we go out and visit them. We're writing really positive um, um, articles around their uniqueness. And this is where the community comes in because of social isolation. Our, our small independents are so important and we need to raise their profile because in the current climate, you know, potentially in a recession, energy prices, it's the hardest time they've probably ever had in their history mm. of running their business. So we need to be able to support them and feel that we can do health checks on businesses. That's the other side of what we do. We fight fire with them. So we can go in and we'll say, right, let's put the bones on the table and say, what, what's going wrong? And it tends to be two things. It tends to be finances yeah. or marketing. They don't know how to market themselves. And with social media, free, it's fantastic. You get yourself out there. But the shop window is important for the community. So Shop Local, we're really excited that we're going to be delivering this across the new authority of Cumberland. Um, and we've got experience doing it, so we know exactly what to do and we can hit the ground running. So that's great. It's an opportunity for everybody out there to ask for help. And I think that's really hard is asking for help because again, if you're a sole trader, limited company, micro business CIC and you're on your own, one of the hardest things, and I think it's maybe a British thing because yeah. we've got that stiff, stiff upper lip, haven't we? Of, Actually, I need some help. And then it's how to find it, where to signpost people. And again, there's a wealth of talent and experience out there. It's just finding it and speaking to the right people and doing the right thing. So say, for instance, I'm a 21-year-old female living in Whitehaven, and I make the best tiramisu short of Rome. How can you help? Well, that's Numerous easy. ways, probably. <laughs> There's lots of ways. Yeah. I mean, for, for us, uh, as Jenny alluded to, and, and I think it's worth mentioning at this point, that anybody who's listening or watching this can see Jenny's passion, yeah, for what she does, because that comes across really well. And, and also, not blown smoke, is that when Jenny said about being paid last, I think it's worth mentioning that, yeah, it was my company, but Jenny came on and she didn't take any money for eight months until we were in a sustainable position. And for that, I thank her, because yeah. without Jenny, this just wouldn't be where it is today. But I think for, for helping people, I think the, the thing for Jenny and I 
is that we started small. Yeah, you know, what you said, Rachel, was right. It is growing arms and legs, and it is getting bigger. Um, but we know where we came from. Mm. Uh, and I think if you make the best tiramisu, the best place to start is by speaking to Jenny and getting on the market. Yeah. Because that's where people learn their trade. You know, and then, as Jenny alluded to, they can go in, into the, the hub when they're ready and we've got the hubs uh, to sponsor and, mm -hmm. and to fit out, which that will happen this year. We are adamant that that will happen this year. Mm -hmm. So if you're watching anybody from Cumberland, we are coming You heard you. it here <laughs> first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. So the thing for me is... If you've got something to offer, give it a go. You know, we all did. Yeah. Just give it a go. What's to lose? I think, I think that's a lot of. I don't know if it's more. I think the finance is an issue at the moment because it was on the radio coming through here this morning. They're putting interest rates up again. Wonderful. So anybody with a mortgage or renters who have got landlords with mortgages are going to be affected thirteen times. They've put it up to try and stop inflation. And, but yet you can talk to people on a market, it's like people aren't spending any money. Mm. And it's that choice of, do I spend money on a holiday? Or do I buy something really cool for somebody as a gift and maybe go back to that person? And I think definitely pandemic has done us a favor in different ways. My business boomed because people couldn't go to a shop. So anybody online benefited. That's teetered off a wee bit, but, I think the, there's various winning combinations for different businesses. Do a little bit of online, do a bit face-to-face, -face, do other things. And there isn't one size fits all. But I guess when businesses are working with you guys and with Teg, that's part of the fun and the exploration of how you're going to run your business. Because there isn't no blueprint. There isn't a blueprint. There's no book. To, well, there is books, but we don't read them. <laughs> if you read them, they never stick to the, the party line. Because it, it's organic, it's creative, and it's exciting. And that's where the passion, you've got to be driven to be self-employed. I don't care what anybody says. Even if you are a window cleaner, you've still got to get up every morning, pack that van, get your team, or not team if you're on your own, and go and clean them windows and run around after everybody collecting your money. And I think that... From my personal point of view, I would absolutely love this to be built into the curriculum in schools. Absolutely. Because especially where we live, there's a very hard push on this one route, whereas there isn't as many vocational studies and subjects around anymore. And in my previous life, there was. And there was a big push on, well, if you want to be a graphic designer, this is how you do it. Whereas now the the kind of the, I don't know, it's like the golden path. Everybody got to go to Sellafield or work within nuclear. And I think if they embedded more about self-employment, limited companies, even it's them life skills. How do you get a mortgage? How do you set up a bank account? Into the curriculum, even from primary, then I really think this country would be growing a lot more rapid than it is declining. Because there's recent figures that have gone out that is it small businesses add about four point six billion to our economy. Yeah. Well, surely, give everybody a bit of a a push in the right direction, and that's going to be a lot more. And I think that's the exciting part, and what Teg's doing, and grabbing the bull by the horns, and like we're going to do this, and yeah, we're going to do it in Cumbria to start, but why not further afield? 
And if you look at startup businesses, um, we go back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, potentially thousands of years, because running a business was a commodity. It wasn't actually about money years ago. It was about, you know, I'll send you, I'll sell you three cows for you to give me mm. three sheep. Yeah. So when we work with startups, we try and really simplify it because we don't want to scare them off. So we sit down and we'll have a coffee with them in a local coffee shop. What, you know, what's your aspirations? You know, where do you, where do you want to go with your business? You know, do you, are you doing it because you love it? Are you doing it because you want to make money? We've got to gauge where they're mm. going to be. And then also we've got an overview of, is this more of a potential that it could be a social enterprise and really give something back to the community or work in skills? So just having that very soft approach in the beginning is really important because it can be quite daunting. Mm. Now, the pandemic, although it was incredibly hard, and you know, it was for me in my business, it taught us to be really versatile, oh, to look outside the box, <laughs> how am I going to make some money, taking my product online and selling it. But now it's about taking the product offline and putting it back mm. in the town centres. And our markets, are, to the outside world, they just look like it's a market. But what they don't see on the inside of what we do is the mentoring before they're on the market, whilst they're on the market on that selling day and beyond. And this is something important to be able to say to everybody is that our mentorship is not ending. So, you know, you can go and get mentorship and you've got three hours, you've got five hours. But ours actually is you come back to us whenever you need us. Yeah. And that when we open our enterprise hub, we're wanting to create um, a, a space for those startup businesses to go from a concept idea onto the market stall, start making money. Right. OK, I want to go into my own shop. But actually, I can't afford it yet. So they, they can go into our enterprise hub, £25 a week, trading seven days a week. We're mentoring them for them to be more sustainable, that at the end of six months, we can help them negotiate cheap rents into their own commercial space or into a shared commercial space. All this is about learning, about guiding. And when they're in their own space, they can pay a membership and can go and come back to us anytime mm -hmm. and get more support. Because businesses, as we all know, running businesses, it's up and down, it's up and down, it's up and down. Time changes, technology changes, marketing changes, and being able for us to be in the center point of that retail mentorship, it sends a message out there that yes. there's hope. And if, if you don't try, you'll never achieve. And, you know, that's what I love about the mentors that we have. We, we don't put a job application out for a mentor. We actually headhunt them. We want the most active people, like yourself, Rachel, the most active people in the community that are really good. They've got a great product, but they want to inspire and help. And that we don't agree with creating competition. We want to create a retail community. Collaboration over competition. Absolutely. That's one of the things, though, isn't it? Because I think one thing that I've noticed, it is a community. Mm. You know, the guys do... And, and a lot of the more experienced ones that come down, they pay back. Absolutely. Yeah. So it isn't only us, yeah. us three, as, yeah. as we see. Um, you know, you, you walk around the market and you see them speaking to each other and helping each other. And that's a fantastic thing to do. So it's amazing. There's loads going on at TEG. Can you give us some examples of businesses that you've taken from the Little Acorn to the Mighty Oak? I think one of them... Um, is Amber, uh, Love at First Bite. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you'll 
meeting in one of the the uh, later shows, and and Amber came to us and and she does some fantastic cakes and bakes and it's just wonderful. Um, I think the thing about Amber was Amber had that passion that mm. Jenny was talking about before, um, and she really wanted to succeed. An example of that is she she works on the markets with us, but Jenny and I were at a, a networking event. And as I walked down the stairs when the event had finished, Amber's coming in with the cupcakes. <laughs> um, and so because Amber's local, we see her quite a lot uh, and we mentor her quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, she mentors us, which is brilliant uh, because it's nice to have their perspective as well. Two-way street. Yeah, it yeah. isn't just us, you know, telling people what to do or how to do it. Mm -hmm. They have their own ideas and we explore that with them. But I, I think one of the things for Amber is, uh, and, and you'll get that, uh, when you do meet her, is that she is driven mm. and, and she wants to succeed. And so, you know, if if we have anyone as an example, and we have quite a few, um, Amber's definitely one of them. Brilliant. I can't wait to meet her because I love cake. I need, <laughs> I need a T-shirt that says that. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I hope she brings some samples. <laughs> and we're working with lots of different types of businesses. So it's not just about product, it's about service as well. Mm -hmm. So, And we're working with some social enterprises as well. So, yeah, we've got some really exciting people coming on the podcast. Um, so I can tell you about a few of them. So we've got Alfie from Sugar Tom. Yeah. So the first business he set up on our market was actually doing covers for um, controllers. Right. So skins, as they yeah. call them. Well, that's... He's learned some skills doing that, and he was 12, 13 at the time when he set that business up. And now he's gone into Sugar Tongue. So Sugar Tongue, it's part of the harbour in Whitehaven, mm -hmm. and also it's about selling sweets. <laughs> so he actually imports sweets, uh, and the turnover is unreal. But do you know what? He's a great kid, and you know the businesses that he's running is fantastic, and I just think that one day he's going to be a millionaire. There's yeah. absolutely no doubt about it. But he's got really supportive parents, which helps. Yeah, you know, yeah. having a support system around you does. But we're also working with entertainers as well. And we've got some some others that are coming on um, called Culture. And um, in, in one of their businesses is singing and they want to create this um, musical hub where you can go and you can jam. And it's going to, as I said, it's going to be a social enterprise. So we're guiding them through the process of doing that. Then we've got Rebecca. She's got Ecolur, um, which is around sustainable fashion. Um, and she's forging that forward at the moment by creating and designing her own clothes, but also empowering people to think about the clothes that they buy mm -hmm. and recycling that the clothes that they have. Um, but as I say, we're working with over 130 businesses at the moment. And it sounds really corny, but you know, their success is our success mm. because seeing them grow off just from an idea to being actually making a wage from it mm. is phenomenal. It really, really is. And that it's really wonderful that we can be part of their journey. So for everybody listening and watching, if we've sparked that little firework inside them, how can they get hold of us? Tell us how they can find us. So we've got our website, Teg UK. Um, we're on social media, we're on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. Um, come meet us and have a chat and have a coffee and let's talk through some ideas. We have a very gentle approach about what we do and we like to do it face to face. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you're out there and you, you know, you want any support, please come forward and we'll help you as much as we possibly can. Brilliant. And if you're in the area in Whitehaven, the second Saturday of every month is our market where you can meet 
the traders. You can see us running around like headless chickens at sometimes. And you can get a real feel of the community within that trading community. And it's on the local high street. We're trying to regenerate it. And it's just a great initiative that is growing month by month. Well, thank you very much both. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thoroughly enjoyed it, thank you. Thank you. Great, you're welcome. Well, there you have it folks, what an episode. We've met the founder of Teg, we've met the project manager, and we've had a bit of a crack with me. So thank you very much for watching or listening. We can't wait to see you on the next one. A Liquid Studios production.